What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserve Radio. I'm your host, Ren. With me, as always, are Angelo and Austin. Before we get into tonight's episode, which is just going to be the follow-up to last week's episode, we did the Eastern Conference last week. We're going to do the Western Conference this week. But before we get into it, I just wanted to kind of talk about... I didn't realize this. When the episode comes out, it won't be significant. But today, as we're recording, is actually the two-year anniversary of Kobe's death. It doesn't feel like it's been that long, really. It feels like it's been maybe a year, if that. Yeah, I mean, the death of Kobe was very devastating to me. I remember where I still was when it happened. Yeah, I think that's it's one of those traumatic events that I don't think we should like deify celebrities or athletes or anything like that. And I don't think like the death of an athlete or a celebrity is more important than the death of your average Joe. But when it's someone that a lot of people relate to or a lot of people connect with, and then it's sudden because it wasn't like, oh, Kobe's sick and then he passed away. It was, you know, for me, I was driving home from work and my mom called me and told me Kobe died. Like, it's... I don't know. I think everyone remembers where they were when they found out. But as much as I want to remember Kobe, that's a depressing way to start the episode. So try to get it back on track here. Like I said, we're just going to be following up the episode from last week. We were going to do this earlier in the week to kind of have them closer together, but we're still figuring things out. Also, this all audio quality in this episode and in future episodes should be better now, and then it should be getting better in the coming weeks. We're making some changes to audio software and hardware, so hopefully that will help a lot with the quality. I am not sure. Our tests are so far coming back a lot better. Um, so the question of the day before we get into anything else if you could only watch one TV show or series for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ah, I got an easy one. What's that? One Piece. Oh, God. There's so much content there, I'd never get tired of it. That's my question. Why would you want a series that's still ongoing and you don't know the conclusion of? Uh, see, I agree with... It doesn't say that it has to be the end. I agree with Austin here, though, because for me, it would be it wouldn't be one piece because I I can't watch anime, but (laughs) it would be one of those shows. Even if I'm not a huge fan of it, a show that has a lot of seasons, episodes, whatever Um, the Simpsons, I could probably do or South Park or something. But I was thinking something that has divergent storylines. Yeah. um, so like Supernatural or The Walking Dead or <laughs> Doctor Who, like something that's going to constantly shake itself up even on rewatches. Angelo, what would yours be? Mine, I have to go back to my youth where I watched a lot of USA shows and I'd have to go with either Burn Notice, uh, Suits, or Psych. One of those three. Yeah, USA, like, there was a few years there where USA was just churning out some great content. Uh, the other one 
the white collar. That was the other one. There was also um, oh, I love white collar. Oh my god! How did I forget? There that? was also the one about the two brothers, and one of them was an actor from American Pie, and they he's a doctor who loses his license or something and moves to the Hamptons. Royal Pains. Yeah. 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 They had some really good just content for a couple of years there. Um, I think the ending of White Collar was my favorite of all the endings. I actually never finished it. I'm going to have to go check Hulu. I'm going to have to go watch it on Hulu. Um, But getting back to basketball, I think that's what we're all here for. Um, There were two major news points in the NBA this week, and I think we're going to have a lot more news coming out in the next two weeks leading up to the February 9th trade deadline. The first one is Rui Hachimura being traded to the Lakers. Now, that trade is important because I think that on the other side, so in juxtaposition, we have the uh, Toronto Raptors being offered by a mystery team. We are pretty sure it was the New York Knicks. They were offered three first-round picks for OG Ananobi. That trade was declined. Rui Hachimura, obviously not necessarily as good as OG Ananobi, and no one's saying that. Kendrick Nunn in a second. So the value is kind of all over the place, and I'm interested to see over the next two weeks as more trades and more rumors come out what the average offer is going to be. I do believe we as fans overrate first-round picks because outside of the top five, you're shooting for a role player there, right? You want a player that's... If you got a player that's as good as OG Ananobi, you're happy. That's what you want. You want a quality NBA player. If you don't have a pick in the top five, you shouldn't be hoarding your pick. If you can get someone that can actually contribute now and isn't going to be a flight risk in a season or two, or you know, be at the end of their career, unless you're trying to offload cap. So what do you guys think about those two trades, or the trade and the trade offer? Do you think one of them is more telling of the market than the other, or do you think that both were correct? Or incorrect, I guess. So, I think the Lakers with this move, because I was looking at that, and I was thinking, okay, now are they going to try to get Cam Reddish? They are done making moves. I don't think they, they're done I, making moves. I think they're done making Homie, moves. Homie, did you not see LeBron? I saw LeBron. You you I, think you don't think after that game, he did not walk into Rob or Jeannie's office and tell them, you're doing something. When, like, was, when I was reading reports of saying the choice was between Rory or Cam Reddish, I watch. They I'm, are done I'm making just, moves. I'm just telling you. They are done LeBron making moves. LeBron is LeBron. They are and done Le- making moves. They're uh, not trading we, first. What what move are they going to make? But regardless, I think the I'm we're I'm just going to call it Knicks Raptor situation with OG. I think that is a great mismanagement of assets on both teams' fronts. I disagree. Disagree. Like I said, I, you have a player who's in the top percentile of defense 
for every position, right? Yeah. You have a boat and you're offered a mystery box and that mystery box could be a boat. So you trade for the mystery. Like that doesn't make sense. Just take the boat. Like we are overvaluing first round picks that we don't even know the range of. Now, if you are fully in the Victor Wanbanyama sweepstakes, you don't trade your first. You absolutely don't because you're hoping for the risk to win the lottery. But if you're picking in that 15-20 range, why not? Why are you wanting a potential TJ Leaf? Like, yes, you could get Kawhi. That's like a 9% chance that you're going to even get a quality player at anything past 10. So we're saying it's the Knicks. How confident are you saying that the Knicks are going to be 15 and, what, 15-20 within the next three years, all three years? So I painted myself into a corner there, and that's on me. The better, I don't think the Knicks, if they're in the 14th spot or the 13th spot, the 11th spot, the 12th spot, the 10th spot, I just really screwed up numbers. Um, They're not winning the lottery. It's just not going to happen because the odds are so far against them. Like If you can get a quality NBA player today, You but, take it. But the idea that the Knicks are going to be a, like guaranteed to be a playoff team two years from now, three. I don't buy it, man. They uh, need to get they know. need to sign more people because they're not drafting them. No, if I'm the Houston Rockets, I'm absolutely not throwing three first round picks for anyone. Um, but. I don't know. I like I said, I think we as fans, myself included, overrate first round picks so especially during the season during the draft when you have an actual draft order in front of you absolutely you can attach like an individual value to each pick but when it's in dynasty football we have this thing called purgatory and what purgatory is is you don't have a top or access to a top three pick but you also don't have a roster that's competing OG Ananobi doesn't get the New York Knicks out of purgatory. He doesn't. I tell, me, he tell me he does. Huh? I think he helps get them out. I, I do. I don't. Defense wins championships, Angela. Like, I'm not saying they're, the Knicks are an OG Ananobi away from a championship. I'm just saying defense wins championships. Like, you want good defenders. You want elite defenders. OG Ananobi's an elite defender. Here's my question, okay? So, this is a vacuum. So, let's say you have a first-round pick. You don't know where you're picking. You're, like, right in the middle of the pack, right? Sure. So, a team offers you Malcolm Brogdon for that first. Do you take it? Depends where the organization is. But that doesn't oh, matter. You're in, the point yeah. is, I, <laughs> yes, financially, financially, yes. But the end of the day, this is a business, right? Yeah. Wins fill the seats. You make the team better. You don't hold out for 
a player that's potentially going to be as good as Malcolm Brogdon. Maybe that player's better. Maybe that player's worse. But you know what you're getting. And if that player is a first-round, like, not star, but a French star caliber player or just a starter caliber player, you can't pass that up unless you know for a fact you're going to be in that top five or have a greater than not chance at it. But I don't know. I just think the value this year is kind of all over the place, and hopefully it kind of levels off over the next two weeks. Um, Let's go ahead and head into the topic of the video. Last week, we graded the Eastern Conference on the first half of the season. We did it kind of crazy because we didn't really communicate how we wanted these grades quantified. Um, so we each have a different rubric we used for how we're grading these teams. So Austin's grades are entirely based on how that team is set up for the future. Um, yep. Angelo's grading system is based on how they're performing relative to where he thinks they're going to perform. His average is C, so yep. if you're performing exactly like he thinks you should be performing, you get a C. Mine is more extreme than that. If you're performing how I expect you to perform, you're getting an A. That means if you are a team that should be in the tanking for Victor sweepstakes, and you have understood that assignment, and you are single-digit wins halfway through the season, you're getting an A+. You understood what you were supposed to do. You did a good job at it. And I apologize, I'm losing my voice tonight, apparently. This has been a long night, let's just say that. Yeah, it's been a very um, long night. So, without further interruptions, hopefully, uh, let's get into it. So we're going to start, we're just going down the standings as of today. Like we did last week. Like we did last week. So the Denver Nuggets. Start Angelo. Denver Nuggets. I gave them a C. This is where I expected them to be. Nikola Jokic won MVP yes, or yesterday. Last year. <laughs> <laughs> when he didn't have Jamal Murray. And he didn't have Michael Porter Jr. healthy. Now he has those pieces healthy. Yes. They are a top offense in the league. They are amazing. The only concern I have for them is their defense. I don't mm-hmm. think their defense holds up in the playoffs. And I think making a run, that's going to start becoming more and more problematic as they get harder and harder matchups. I, but, I can... <clears throat> go ahead. No, go ahead. I but thought you were done. This, this season, where they are, I expected them to be one of the top seeds. They're there. The team's performing good. See? So, I agree with you. I, their defense is the biggest question mark for them. They actually are a bottom 10 defense. Can a bottom 10 be a legitimate contender? When's the last I time think so. Seen it? I think so. And the reason I think so is Nikola Jokic is impossible to game plan against. He's just too good. Barring voter fatigue, he's the MVP this season. We he's played that good. I think we agree. It's probably going to be Luca. I think it should be Jokic. I think Jokic has earned it. Um, I just I think, think voter fatigue is going to get in the way. 
Um, one thing about the Nuggets is they are actually the most efficient shooting team in the league from the entire floor. That has a lot to do with Jokic. Jokic is a seven-foot cannon that can get the ball to anyone on any place of the floor, and he doesn't like he can be asleep at center court and just dime the pass straight to a corner three. I would be. So with them being a bottom 10 defensive team, I'm not going to be surprised if they get bumped in the second round, but I'm also not going to be surprised if this team goes all the way. I gave them an A. Um, They're performing pretty much exactly what I thought they would be. I just don't want to give them the A plus because of that defense. That is a big question mark. But still probably my favorite overall team this season. Interesting. So, you're good, Ren? Mm-hmm. All right. So, I give them a... I had I had it written down, and I keep going back and forth. I think I'm giving them a B. Um, Jamal Murray's a question mark to me. He seems to have really fallen off. I don't know if that's just him still trying to recover from that injury a few years ago, or he's just, I guess, cooled off. He just had a hot little streak. Um, their pick situation's not the best. It's not the worst. It seems they have a lot of their picks promised in case. Like, if it's 1 through 14, it's theirs. If it's 15 through 30, it's Charlotte. So, it's probably I gave him a B. Yeah, it's probably going to be Charlotte. So, it's kind of hard for me to judge them. All right, so they do have a lot of young pieces, though, because, like, Michael Porter Jr., I think he's only 24. Jamal Murray's yeah, young. 25 now. 25. No, 24. Jamal Murray's 25. So they're they're still relatively young, and that's – they have a pretty huge window here, and I don't know. I'm excited for the Denver Nuggets for the next few seasons, honestly. I think they have a window, but I'm also scared of that cap situation. They should they have, have their entire cap tied up in Jamal, Jokic, and Porter. Yeah. But, um, I mean, we've seen big threes stay together and then... Yeah. But that's the thing, is with those three, you can just build role players around them. Defense. You know who would be perfect there? OG. OG Ananobi. <laughs> yeah. He, he really would. Um, yeah. Aaron Gordon has a hefty contract, too. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, he um, does. So moving down to the Grizzlies next. Angelo, talk me through the Grizzlies. This is probably my favorite team. They were the two seed last year. And this year, they're also the two seed. I think they have, <clears throat> sorry, I think they have made improvements as far as progression goes. Desmond Bain has taken another step so far this season, and he provides defense. Ja is Ja. Jaron Jackson Jr. is amazing. Their depth players have been playing very, very well as as well, and that's not talked about nearly enough. I give them a C. This is how they should be performing. And I actually like their odds to make a run 
more than the Nuggets. Like, if I was betting on someone to make the deeper run, I think Grizzlies go deeper than Nuggets. I I could see I it. Could so my that. thing, my thing with the Grizzlies is actually going to be my same thing with the next team on our list, which is they're just so young. I think in the next couple years, maybe even next year, we'll see more depth runs from these teams. But you learn a lot from losing. Um, this team is built amazingly right now. So you've got Ja, who last is... Last year. Hmm? They lost last year. I know, but it still feels too early for them. I don't think they have... I don't want to say they don't have veteran presence, because they do. But I just feel like this team has a little bit of maturing to do before they're able to make a ton of noise in the playoffs. And I would love to be wrong and proven wrong and be told I'm an idiot for it. But for now, regular season first half, you have Ja, who is an MVP candidate. If you were to ask me my ballot today, it would go Jokic, Luka, Ja. And then on the other side of it, they've got Jaron Jackson, who legitimately is probably my defensive player of the year right now. Um, Desmond Bain, amazing. Um, The concern I have for them is in the playoffs, it's going to be a lot. Josh Josh Joshua. Josh The Josh The Josh Right. Um, my concern is if Jaron gets into foul trouble. So when Jaron is on the floor, he's fourth in the league in defended field goal percentage, which is like 40%. The Grizzlies as a team allow eight points less when he's on the court compared to when he's off, right. which is like 98th percentile. Amazing. It, my concern is those times that he's off, or if he gets in foul trouble, or if the game gets starts getting called ticky tack, like we know it does in the playoffs sometimes. It does, hundred percent. I like I said, I think the Grizzlies have a little bit of maturing. I still, for the first half of the season, season, they get an A, and it's just on the edge of an A plus. My grade. My grade is an A plus. Right, that's yeah. I love this team. Um, I'm a big Desmond Bain fan. He's doing future amazing. MVP. Yep, future MVP, Lord and Savior, all of that. Um, I mean, Jaw, Bain, Jaron, they have their picks. Zaire hopefully will eventually take a step forward. Man, Jaron, John, and Desmond Bain are all 23, 23, and 24. Yeah. yeah it's, it's... Oh, my gosh. It's a yeah. roster. I think they earn an S, an S after looking at that. Yeah. I thought Jaron was, was older for was, some reason. I was waiting for you to look at their like actual like current ages because I knew they were going to get an S from you. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. There's There's... These first few teams, I don't think there's going to be a ton to say about. Um, I think we all have a pretty similar ideal of what these teams are. So next on our list, we're moving down to the Sacramento Kings. Go ahead, Angelo. So 
I know you've been the biggest king proponent mm-hmm. in the last few years, mm-hmm. and I've tried to put water on that fire mm-hmm. as much as possible. Go ahead. Go ahead. I cannot deny how good they've been, at least so yeah. far at this point of the season. I did not expect them to be a top three seed in the West. I expect them, I expected them to be closer to where the you know, Thunder or Spurs are now than where they are actually right now. I have to give them the A, as much as it pains my soul. Yeah, I've I've been on the Kings bandwagon for at least a year and a half, probably closer to two years. Um, I've always been a fan of De'Aaron Fox, but ever since... I don't even know when it was. It was like a switch flipped and this team just started running. And the pace has been insane. The They haven't made the playoffs in just under 20 years. I think it's 2005 was the last time they were in there. Yep. Um, I don't think they're a contender in any stretch of the imagination. And that's not what I'm on the bandwagon for. I'm on the bandwagon to end the drought. And barring something happening, I don't see them missing out on the playoffs this year, and I'm excited to see some Kings playoff basketball. Um, I think the biggest surprise for me has been how Kevin Herter has fit into the system. I liked him in Atlanta, but it seems like him and Sabonis have really evolved into this pick-and-roll game, and it's working really well. Um, So it's not just the De'Aaron Fox show like it had been. and. I think the Clutch Player Award is this year, and De'Aaron should be in the running for that. Having Sabonis, who is Jokic light on the floor, yes, they're bottom five in defense. I get that. But it's just they're playing offense by outrunning their – or they're playing defense by outrunning their opponents on offense and just daring them to try to score more than them. So I'm excited for this team. They're honestly – my favorite team to watch of the last few years. It's. I'm surprised you didn't have the guy you coined as Mr. Clutch as your clutch player of the year. Okay. For the record, I never coined him as Mr. Clutch. That was you saying I coined him as Mr. Clutch. I was just pointing out his clutch metrics, which I can point out De'Aaron's, which are comparable or even better. Okay. But. Um, yeah, so I, I give him an A plus. I don't know like where I necessarily expected them to be, but it's definitely not the three seed. No, definitely wasn't for me. So the Pelicans, Angelo, take it away. The Pelicans were a tricky team as far as expectations go, because I think that I kind of expected Zion to miss large swaths of time because of his size, weight. I don't think his body can take the regular, you know, intensity and contact of the of an NBA schedule, even though, you know, he's a contact player himself. So I expected this team to mostly function without Zion. And I think they've played to what I would expect them. They're the fourth seed. They're 26 and 23. 
you know, they're not playing good as of recently. They're actually on a massive six game losing streak. Right. But, but, but they uh, have performed the way so, I would expect. Good. So for me, I expected them to be a lot, not better, I guess, because oh. they are the four seed. What did you expect Zion to play the whole year? So if you'll remember, and before the season started, we were having conversations about like our predictions. This was before the podcast started for sure. Um, Zion is MVP, and I did not. I predicted Zion as MVP and scoring leader. So obviously, I was expecting them to do really well. Did I expect Zion to play the whole season? No. Did I expect Zion, Brandon Ingram, and Herb Jones to all be missing significant time? No. And they're Zion, not doing too I mean six game losing streak, but they're not doing too bad in the absences. Right. They're but catastrophic. You're missing your three top scores. Yeah. Or two of your top three scores. And then I think Herb Jones is under CJ. I don't have the stats right in front of me, but I feel like I've seen Herb score a lot. But I don't know. I just it I, I'm gonna give him a B. Just because my expectations going into the season were a one-two seed. And I don't know why. I think I'm really high on Brandon Ingram and Herb Jones. And I was really high on Zion because we saw like those early videos. It was like, oh, Zion's down to a playing weight and he's going to stay healthy this season. And it's just, it, it's not a thing. CJ has held the fort down, though. CJ has held the fort down. But. They're currently, like, bottom 10 in both offense and defense, which is super shocking to me that they're so high in the standings right now, but it really does show how tight the West is. But that's going to happen when you're missing three of your top four players. So Austin's back, right? I think so. I think he's... Yeah, sorry. All right, so the Pelicans are who we're talking about. Pelicans, okay. So I'll just go real quick. Um, yeah, I like this team. We like you said, Zion, uh, Trey Murphy is doing pretty well. Like we said, Jackson Hayes, I'm hoping keeps going. He needs to get better. Thought he was doing better than what he was this year. Interesting. Yeah, he fell off. I didn't realize that. Um, Dyson Daniels, I hope he comes out and does good. He's not doing great right now, but that's fine. So I give them a B. That's a fair ranking. Yeah, I think it is. Some of their earlier picks are up in limbo right now, so. Well, now we're getting to. Latest picks, though! Yeah, they they have that Lakers pick. No, they have <laughs> multiple Lakers picks. Yeah, but they have that Lakers pick. Look, I'm my NBA conspiracy theory hat is on, and they're going to get either Victor or Scoot. It, it's just going to happen. Scoot would fit perfectly, at least from what I've seen of him. Um, now going to. The, so we're going to get into a couple teams that are going to be interesting to hear Austin's grade on because they're older. Um, so the Clippers, 
Go on, Angelo. So we once again are back to expectations. Mm -hmm. I believe the Clippers are a team, and I've said this multiple times in the previous podcast, they are a team meant to operate without Kawhi Leonard playing significant amount of games. They are not a team you bet they're going to be the top seed in the West going into the season. 5-6 is honestly where they want to be. They want to set themselves up for a decent playoff run and hope Kawhi is healthy and makes and make a good run. So it's a C. This is where I expected them to be. They're actually exactly where I expected them to be. And there's not much to say. I think that the way that they, they've won three, but the way they were playing recently before you, you know, they dominated the Lakers. I think I was starting to get concerned, but no, they're good. They'll be fine. Uh, They'll be fine. We have completely different opinions here. So I'm giving them a D. A D. So the reason being is how many, so here's, there's, there's a few fun stats here. So first off, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, are they the stars of that team? They are. What do you think the most consecutive games this season they've played together is? Zero. It is three. It is three. Okay. They have played three games in a row together. Okay. That is it. Okay. (laughs) That sounds about right. That's, and you can see it. So they are scoring horribly around the rim. They're relying on jumpers. They're turning the ball over crazy. Um, their pace per 100 possessions is... Like, the only teams worse than them are the Rockets and the Spurs. I, I, like, yes, if you're looking at the standings, sure, great. They're right where I expected them to be. But the eye test, the product that's being put out on the floor, it's a D. It, it's not fun to watch. I don't, like... I haven't looked at their strength of schedule. That's one thing I didn't pull up. really assembled to be fun to watch, though? I would hope if you have two of the best players in the NBA that you're fun to watch. Lob City was fun to watch. Lob City was fun to watch. Lob City was super fun to watch. What are you talking about, Angelo? (laughs) So, yeah. Outside of that, no. I just... the. The result, sure, I would give them probably a B on the result for where they're at. But I'm breaking my rules here. It's just not fun basketball. It's not something like if I see this show up in the league pass list, I'm I'm passing. I, unless they're playing like the Celtics or the Mavs or like one of those teams that I want to watch. I have no interest in watching a Clippers game because I turn it on and there's like a 70% chance that one of Kawhi or PG aren't playing. Probably higher than that, but yeah. So yeah, no, I'm 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 giving them a D. Okay. I am also giving them a D. Um, I I want I want to say something. It's called blow it up. Wow. I I think they just move on. Wow. They're so old. Wow. Yeah, and it's it's not a team that I think is going to be competing. No, Just... like Kawhi, Rocco, Paul George, John Wall, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, Batum. 
Like this so. team, like seven years ago, is easy. <laughs> oh easy. Oh god. Multi run. Can you imagine John Wall throwing lobs to PG? They would be dancing on the floor. <laughs> oh, that would have been. You're, uh, yeah, we need to set that up in 2K. Like, do like a, a time trial. I'm I'm down for that. Um. Okay, so now a really fun one, I think. Dallas Mavericks. Oh yeah. Hey, Angelo, you've been starting all of these, so I thought you just knew that you needed to start that one. I did. No, I got this one. I got this one. I'm Austin. so conflicted. Okay. Okay. I got this. Okay. Go, go ahead, Austin. Okay. Take it away. S plus 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 plus. Uh-huh. Now, is that ranking entirely just on Luca? Um, the S, how many pluses did I say? You said Take four. one plus away. And all that is for Luca. Yeah, yeah. Like the future of this team is good as long as Luca's there. Like that's just Yeah. Christian you, Wood. The, Christian Wood is not a part of He's the future. Yeah. I know. Look look, you could put the four or the three of us on a court with Luca and we're making the playoffs. Luca is that good. Okay. Yeah, I know. So Luca's insane. All right. You ready? Yep. Yep. It's a D. Uh-huh. A this D. is why I thought it was going to be fun. This is a D. And, and the statement you just said is really, really telling and why I'm uh-huh. sure it's a D. Yep. I think you Austin needs put, a refresher on your... You, you could put us out there and with Luca, and the Mavs would be a playoff contention team. They are the sixth seed. They are quite literally a game away from being in the play-in tournament. Yep. Yep. They so, know what's around him. So it's, I this is this is a rare instance. I, I'm agreeing with Angelo. They get a D. I I had higher so Austin said he needed a refresher for what our rankings were. So Angelo's average is C. So if you perform at expectation, it's a C. If you perform above expectation, it goes up. If below expectation, it goes down. Mine is based on where I think you should be, or I thought you would be. So if I thought you were going to be a one seed or a top three seed and you're in the bottom just about to miss the playoffs or be in the play-in, I guess, you're getting a lower grade. If you are, you know, if you're supposed to be tanking like the Pacers should have been (laughs) and you're in the playoffs, you're getting a D because you've like you are more than one piece away from contending and you should have just been going for it. Like silver's not going to put you in the G league. He's not going to do anything. Like there is no stopping tanking. I get that. Yeah. Um, so that's our ranking system. So I give them a D because I expect them to be higher because I think Luca is that good. I think Luca can drag a shambling corpse across the finish line. Um, Which team is I, better, the team LeBron carried to the finals or this Mavericks team? It's difficult. So, I'm going to say this team. And the reason being is the Eastern Conference was really weak when LeBron drug a team to the finals. And I think the Western Conference is as close as it possibly could be. 
I think the parity in the Western Conference is insane right now. I don't think that is necessarily a thing in the East. I think if Luka was in the East at that time, he would have no problem dragging a team to the finals. And I don't necessarily think this team is built for a legitimate playoff run. Um, They need to improve. Like, we have two weeks. They've got to do something to get Luka some help. Yeah, no, 100%. I, you said previously you think Luca is happy and he seems happy. I don't know how. I, I, think I, I don't a, know how. So they, they say heat culture a lot in relation to the Heat as a team. I think the Mavericks as an organization are a very player-first organization. 100%. And yeah. I think that they do well by their players. And I think there's a lot of player representation within their ranks from ownership down. Dirk Nowitzki, huge champion of Luka, always right there, always like that means something. And I think Luka knows how appreciated he is by that organization. And I think he knows they're not, not doing anything on purpose. I think he knows they're doing everything they can to get him help. So I think that he's content for now. Will that change in a few years? Maybe. But he knows they're trying to get help. He knows they are. So this has com- this this ordering has completely screwed me up because we switched it up. Uh, Phoenix Suns, Angelo. Take it away. <laughs> it's also a D. It's a D? It's a D. Explain. The, the Suns were in the championship game just two years ago. They have, for the most part, kept their core intact. Yes, DeAndre Ayton isn't happy. They still have generally the core that got them there. This team should be one of these top five seasons. They're not. Devin Booker has played great. I can't say much else about so. Go so I'm giving them a C. Um, so there's an interesting. It's not. I don't think it's the starters. I don't think Chris Paul is that guy anymore. I don't think he's been for a couple of years. But the team as a whole has lost a step defensively. So last year when Devin Booker wasn't on the floor the Suns were still outscoring opponents. Um, like, their second unit was actually scoring. This season, when he's off the floor, they're being outscored by double what they were scoring against the opponents last year. So it was they were outscoring them, I think it was six points against the opponents, and this year it's six points for the opponents. Um, so overall, the team's defensive efficiency is just taking a nosedive. Um, they're not shooting well. I'm just Obviously, looking at this jarring statistic that's in front of me. The Suns are 18-7 and seven at home, and they're 7-17 seven and 17 away. Yikes. That is kind of alarming. That's very jarring. Um, I think they could pull it together, but I expected them to be a little higher, so I'm I'm giving them a C. I don't think they're that far off where I expect them to be. And again, it's being unfair because the Western Conference is... It's tough. It's so tight right now. Oh. So 
you know, one game and they're right where I expect them to be. Yeah, that's true. I'll give you so, that. That is true. It, it's it's difficult this year. Um, Austin, futures. Um. So I'm gonna give them an A, but wow. I need to preface that of it's an A, including a DeAndre Ayton trade. Including. Like, if they trade DeAndre Ayton, it'll be an A because they're going to get a lot of assets back. That's fair. If we're saying in a vacuum where Ayton stays, I'm giving them a B. That's fair. I just love that they have all their picks. Booker is insane this year. Yeah. Like, every year so far. I said in a previous pod... He has picked up almost like stat for stat what Chris Paul has regressed from the previous year. Mm-hmm. Michael Bridges is taking another step forward. Yeah, and he's, uh, that's definitely helping. Yeah. So. All right. So next yeah. is potentially another fun one: the Golden State Warriors. They're also really jarring away from home. (laughs) (laughs) They're actually worse than the Suns out of Golden State. Yikes. Oh, man. It's it's really hard for me to... I can't call it a C, because I don't think I expected them to be, like, the eighth seed. (laughs) It has to be a D. I okay, yeah, I was... I, I don't I was, think they're far from being a top really, four seed, but at the same time, no. I... Go ahead. Oh, so I was just going to say, like, they just won the championship less than a year ago. Yep. And you think that a D is a good grade? The only reason I think that would be a fair grade is if you're factoring in the fact that Steph Curry was he injured. Played. Yeah, he's yeah. a player. But I still, like, I have higher expectations for this team um, because it is a well-coached team and it's a well-built team besides just Steph Curry. Obviously, missing Steph Curry is a big hit, but they're one loss away from being out of the playoffs. I, I, it's a D-. minus. Like, it might even be an F. Because I expect them to be a top three seed, with or without for another Steph. team for me. <laughs> they would be an F if it isn't for another team for me. Oh yeah, you only are doing one of yeah. each. Um, but yeah, it's there's a legitimate possibility this season we will not see LeBron James or Steph Curry in the playoffs. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's enough. End it's of an era. Now, I think once Steph is back and up to speed, like he's obviously going to get this team back on track. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's disappointing. So I have to give him a low grade just based on my metrics. Um, go ahead, Austin. I think it's time to move on from Clay and Dre. Absolutely, I thought uh, that for a while. It's just happening. You're... It's just going to be happening after this season. Yeah, like it. If it doesn't, this team deserves an F. 
and Steph should honestly leave. Ah. I know he won't. He's he's going to be a lifer. But yeah, and the only like, other option would be if he goes to Charlotte to finish his career. But I'm about to say yeah. I don't think he's going to be a lifer. Uh, um, Kuminga's been a disappointment. Uh, James Wiseman's been disappointing. Very disappointing. I think they just need to start looking at potentially rebuild in the next few years. So, I think... I think we've come to Angelo's F. I wanted to do it so bad. Well, they are an F for me. So, it's the Minnesota Timberwolves. Angelo, I am... Absolutely shocked that you did not give them an F. I want to do it so bad. <laughs> there's, there's one team I, I can't. Uh, um, I can't. I, I, I gave him a D. I, I can't. I, after you traded five first-round picks <clears throat> for, for Rudy Gobert, you would expect that the Timberwolves would have improved their record. Tell me. What were the Timberwolves seeding last year again? Um, seven. Are you making me? They're they're at seven. They were at seven. I should have. They were this. at seven. They were at seven. You're right. They were at seven. They're at nine right now. You're at nine. Now, granted, the difference between nine and seven is half a game. Right. Granted, I'll give you that. But I expected improvement. I... Uh... The D. It's a D. It's an F. Gobert ain't as impactful as you think he is, man. No, it's an F. It's absolutely an F. It is 100% an F. It is... is, So, what is... An S is above an A. What is below an F? Yeah, exactly. What is... um... Z? We'll just give him a Z. They're a Z. They are... When you are trading that many assets for a player, you better be making a championship run. And yes, the way the Jazz were set up, the way the Jazz were coached, is built for success. It's it just there's something in the water in Utah, as we can see with how successful this Jazz team has been, even though they have fallen off a little bit. We can see how good they were. Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns are the only things I really like about this team. And I don't necessarily, I'm not the biggest fan of Anthony Edwards or Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, I thought you were going to say they're the only offense on the team. <laughs> I mean that too. But... What about D'Lo? <laughs> D'Lo is D'Lo. He's always going to be D'Lo. But I still go back to early in the season, one of the first games of the Timberwolves I watched, and someone being wide open on the corner. (laughs) And Rudy seeing that, Rudy not guarding anyone at this particular moment, and pointing out to him, but not moving. Get a hand in that guy's face. Like, play defense. I think that... Like, just do something, because all I'm reminded of is playing 2K with defensive centers where they just clog the paint all game. Like, guard your man or guard someone. Just 
<laughs> if you're leaving someone wide open and you're you know they're open and you're not reacting to it i, I i'll never i don't want to say forgive him because that's over dramatic i'll never like look at him the same way after seeing that particular play and then noticing that he does that a lot yes it's important when you have someone that's that elite as an interior defender he's not a great perimeter defender we know that but a hand is a hand and if you're not going to get it in that guy's face he's just going to drain it it's an nba player most of them are going to hit wide open threes um yep obviously seeing donovan blow up in the calves and go bear kind of shrink it it really kind of highlights Maybe was carrying that. Yeah, I don't want to say carrying. I don't want to say carrying, but I think that when you have an offensive force like Donovan and you have a defensive force like Gobert, it works really well together. But Donovan's skill set is going to be more relevant on a team, even if that team doesn't have an elite defender, which granted the Cavs do. (laughs) They have two of them. Um, Yeah. Maybe three. Um, but without having an elite offensive talent, which the Timberwolves don't, you definitely see some deficiencies from Rudy. But yeah, they're a Z because I just I expect them to be better when they're making that big of a trade. But Austin, go ahead. See, with their creation of the Z, I want to give them a Z, but they get an F for the sole fact of Anthony Edwards. Z, okay, I'm about to say. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I'm. Anthony Edwards is saving grace oh, for Oh, oh, I know who Angelo's F is. Oh, that's <laughs> gonna pain him to say. Um, <clears throat> so next is the Utah Jazz. Which, go ahead and get your ass out of the way, Austin. My ass? What do you mean, my ass? That war chest. Yeah, I know. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. They're definitely they are, an S for me. They are a fun team to play as in 2K if you're doing like a franchise mode because you have so many picks to trade. Them and the Thunder, because the Thunder you can throw SGA around too. Oh god. That's easy. Go ahead, Angelo. Tell us your grade. I expected them to be a bottom feeder. And they did have that stretch of time where they were quite literally the number one seed. <laughs> Obviously they've cooled down. I mean, they're 5-5 uh, five five over their last 10. That's still, like, admirable. Yeah, they're, they're still a play-in tournament team. If, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. And, I mean, they should be, barring, like, the Blazers. Obviously, we should. We'll get to the Blazers, but I think the Blazers could go higher. I'm, I'm, the, the Cinderella run is still alive. It is still alive. I'm telling like, you. The scenario that I said wasn't going to happen might happen where the Jazz kick out the Lakers. Oh. I would love it. It might happen. So, for me... (laughs) I might buy you a marketing jersey after that. I mean... You wouldn't be wrong for it. He's really emerged. They... Okay, so just based on my metric, they're an A+. I expected them to be that 10-win team at this point in the season. Um, 
Laurie emerged as apparently a borderline star player. <clears throat> Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt have been very surprising. Um, yes. But there, there's not I much like Walker. to say yes. about the team. Like there are some people who are saying he is performing better than Gobert. And while I don't think that's quite the case, it's, it's close. a it's lot. Close. It's, it's close. a lot. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot closer than it should have been. And they like, gave up five first-round picks on top of it. Right now, you you ask me who like if I if I'm picking a starter that I want on my team, right? It, it would be Walker Kessler over Gobert. He's on my two K team. So. <laughs> Go ahead, Austin, because this one... Or wait, you already did it. You got it out of the way early, because it was obvious. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. That's a short one, and it's the same with this, so the Thunder are next. That's an S-plus for Austin, I'm guessing. Uh, Yeah, for yeah, sure. It's... Especially with Giddy and all them, too. Yeah, Giddy. Yeah. Watching... So, Summer League, Giddy did not look good. Like, he was scoring a lot in that first game, but he just didn't look like he was an NBA player. And then suddenly he evolved. Like, he leveled up. His hair grew a little bit, and he was no <laughs> longer just a playmaker. Like, suddenly he could shoot. Like, it just kind of happened. He's like, rebounding, too. He's averaging eight rebounds. But this is so based on what they should be. They are building for the future. They're right mm-hmm. in the sweepstakes for the first overall. They've got a giant war chest. It's an A. It's They're right where I expect them to be. Obviously, I would honestly expect them to be a little lower. I think the Blazers and Lakers underperform. Um, but yeah, it, it's an A. They're, they're doing exactly what I expected them to do and exactly what I would do if I were in their shoes. Like You've got SGA, who's a star. You've got um, Josh Giddy, who's emerging as a great running mate, and you've got mm-hmm. draft capital. It's an A. Uh, Angela? Robinson Earl. If oh. you would have told me before the season that SGA was going to average over 30, I would have given them a D. But the expectations I had going in, they are performing where I expected them. I just did not expect Josh Giddy and SGA to be this good and then still somehow find a way to keep losing. <laughs> oh, no, they're, they are... They're in they the hunt. Are, they're in the hunt. I'll give them they're in the hunt. They are but giving a... They're 7-3 in their last 10, too. Yeah, they, they put are, themselves in the hunt. They are giving a like PowerPoint on how to tank correctly. It's fun, it's not obvious, and it's working. Um... <laughs> Moving down the list, Trailblazers. This is an interesting team. Because I think the only reason they're so low is they miss so much time. Anthony Simons has been amazing. amazing. Yep. I, I don't want to say amazing. He's been great. I want to save the amazing tag for like amazing, amazing players. What? You disagree? No, no, go on. Um, I'm thinking of amazing in the other direction. Amazing in the other direction? Amazingly bad. Amazingly bad. 
obviously based not on... Anthony Simons. That's not who I'm thinking about. Okay. Um, <laughs> not what I'm I, I was about to like revoke your like talking privileges for a while. Um, bringing in uh, the all the pieces they brought in because they brought in a lot this season. Um, obviously, like Gary Payton, Jeremy Grant, Josh Hart. It's a great built team. I think Dame being healthy is going to get them back in that race. And like I said, Anthony Simons has been great. So it's it's a C minus for me, but I fully expect them to jump up to probably a B. I, I think they'll be right where I expect them to be, which is a six, seven seed chance of being an upset in the playoffs. But Angela, it's between a C or a D. I think it's a D just because. Oh no, they have lost Dame. It is a C. I think if Dame was there, this would be a D, and I would say they have failed Dame in one in a spectacular way. That you know, they've consistently done, but it's a C with the knowledge that Dame has missed most of the season. Austin, it's solid. <clears throat> I'm giving them a B. Um, I like Jeremy Grant, uh, Shaden Sharp. I have high hopes for honestly. Uh, their pick chest actually pretty decent. Where did it go? I just left. So. Looks like they're only on the hook for a Chicago pick if they end up in 15 to 30. So I like it. I have to give them a B, maybe a B plus. So now drum roll. It is now time for Angelo's F. Yeah, there's the F. Go on, go on. Give Bronny an F. Give LeBron an F. Let me hear it. Not Make sure this is recording. Not LeBron. It's the everything else. Did you, you see you, the look? The man looked like he lived a life of quiet oh, desperation. No, no. After that game, he went to Robert Jean, uh, Jeannie's office and like something is going to happen. It, it just has to. He got to watch a legendary fight between Russell Westbrook and Dennis Schroeder. It was legendary. Oh. Like, like you, you can watch him like. Die there's inside? a sub. There's a yes. subreddit called "Watch People Die Inside." Yeah, I don't think I've seen it pop up on there, but I, I think I might go post it, it, it actually. You need to. It that's getting an award. It, and it <laughs> a... I honestly thought when I first was watching it, because <clears throat> I didn't catch that game. I no, I thought it was a loop. I thought it was just playing repetitively, oh, and then I. Then, like, you start noticing, like, different people walking in front of LeBron or behind him, and, like, he's, like, rolling his eyes differently. Like, it was a solid minute and a half of him just staring. So, yeah. So, I'm giving them an A+. plus. Oh, my God. So, so they're getting an A+. Plus. Do you want to know why? LeBron no, 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 no. I'm giving them an A plus because they're in the Victor One Banyama sweepstakes, which is exactly where I expect a team to be that still employs Russell Westbrook. They don't have their pick. How can you give them an A plus? 
for being in the victor sweep no, 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 no. they don't own their own pick. Did you not hear what I said? No. My I'm rating too busy. Good. My Go rating is based entirely on where I think you are going to be. I think Russell Westbrook is the greatest tank commander since General Patton. Like he is everything he touches turns to loss. Everything. <laughs> so it's an A plus. It's an A plus. I do not expect at this point in Russell Westbrook's career for any team he's on to be in the playoffs. And that's not necessarily because of Russell Westbrook. It's because Russell Westbrook's contract. You cannot build a competitive team when you're paying someone who's a net negative $45 million. You can't do it. I'm just, I'm just sad. You should be. Any, any NBA fan should be because, like we said, LeBron not in the playoffs. Like it's, it's a real possibility. It's a pretty much foregone conclusion, barring a, a trade. Ago in the chat, that you know, what would be the easiest game to rig? The NBA better hope it's the NBA because that's what they're going to have to do to get LeBron in the playoffs. I don't, I don't think they would. They would just need to make some trades. But Austin, go ahead and grade the Lakers' future. V minus. V minus? There is no future. And the franchise. There's Austin Reeves. (laughs) And the franchise. It's over. No, I, I hate everything about their future. I don't think they have one. I don't think... I don't think... Once Braun and or AD are gone, I don't think the Lakers are good for the next 10 years. So the thing is, though, they are the Lakers. They're always going to be a free agent destination. Yes, there was a few years after Kobe where they weren't, but they had a good young team. um, And there really wasn't a lot of free agent movement during that period. I think the Lakers, just on the nature of being the Lakers, will be able to field a competitive roster in a short amount of time after LeBron and AD move on as long as they've got money. So like I'm Rob and Jeannie, if you are listening, when you're miserable after LeBron. (laughs) So when Tyler hero is past his prime and he's done, like he's been injured a few times. Don't pay him $45 million. <laughs> like, don't. Um, so LeBron uses all of his resources to make sure no one else signs there. So, San Antonio. We're, we're at the end of the list here. We've got two left. I hope LeBron gets partial ownership of a team just so he can sign the people the Lakers are going after. So I'm just I'm just <laughs> Spurs. We expected them to be bad. Don't even care if they win, just out of spite. <laughs> Still on the Lakers, Spurs. I expected them to be a bad team, and they are the second worst team. It's yeah, an A. No. It's an A. They've got a decent core: Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell. They're losing. They're yep. right where I expected them to be. It's an A. Yep. I'm in the same direction. It's just a C because mine's a C. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. What What do you want me to say? Yeah, they're they're a bad team to start. They're losing. 
I'm sure Pop is putting all his eggs in the Victor basket and hoping, you know, they hatch. But I, I think Pop's just hitting, like, he's riding out that retirement fund. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving them a B. Really? Yep. You gonna explain the B or just Nah. It's a B. It's a B. B. Okay. What do you want to say? Um. They hold their first round pick and they're in the victor sake. It's a B. Okay. Um well Houston Rockets, it's an A plus. They're right where I expect them to be, which is last in the league. They've got Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, Alperin Singoon. And they're currently the odds-on favorites to get Victor Wenvanyama. It is an A+. That's a C for me. Like I said, yeah, these last where, ones where, are going to be. Yeah. Your C is my A. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah. Austin, it's, this is another one that's an obvious one for you. It's an S. Yeah. it's As long as Jalen Green and Jabari Smith don't kill each other. Yeah. Which they might. They, yeah. They've already into a few little spats, but that happens in the NBA. Um, so yeah, that was fun. Um, so if you've made it this far, I just want to highlight something here. This is a little behind the scenes for you. It is really Put late. Any bus through a good team. It is really late in the night right now. Um, this is actually our third take of this. We had some technical difficulties for the first two. We started recording six hours ago. We're just now finishing up. We had to completely shift everything up, um, change our recording software, which hopefully will improve the quality. Actually, we found a new way of doing it that we think is going to be a lot better. Um, Unlike the Lakers. So... Angelo was on the verge of tears after the last screw up. So, thank you. For what? Not you. Oh. Wow. I you were no, 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 no. <laughs> we don't compliment Angelo on this pod. We don't. We don't agree with Angelo, and we don't compliment Angelo. So, if you've made it this far and you enjoyed it. Leave a like, comment, whatever. Um, follow us on socials, No Reserve Radio, all of them. I'm going to go to bed now. So thank you. <laughs>